0: You asked for it, and you got it. Mike in Texas wanted me back. I maybe other people wanted me back. I don't know, but I am back. My I am Corey Crisson. He is Chris Halleck. This <laughs> who is are you exactly? Yeah, who am I? Yeah, it's been a minute. I know. Between traveling, between covering the Senior Bowl, it's been almost yeah. a week. And yes, Jerry, I have made it back. Um, long week in Mobile. Good week in Mobile. I uh, hope you were all able to read and uh, take in the information I was able to obtain over at the Senior Bowl uh, last week. But got back Friday. Uh, yesterday there was a family situation, so um, you know took took time with the family yesterday. But back in the saddle today. Southside beat as we are Monday through Friday, three until three thirty. And, and Chris, we didn't get to hash the Royal Rumble as Rick brings up Jim Cornette, no. but I did accurately pick the results. Of the royal rumble if sure you remember did. correctly yep. so we'll take that although now oh what is going on over there my yeah. goodness my goodness but that's a whole nother podcast that's another actually uh, so so yes,
1: yesterday my, my wrestling reference was uh to try to get people uh to to flood the comments as soon as i saw you in here with hashtag we want Corey. hey um, you know, because of the whole, you know, we want Cody thing that's going we around want Cody. right now, so
0: Yeah, almost, almost. Stella, I, did I go AWOL or did people know where I was at the whole time? It's different. AWOL is when people don't know where I'm at. Absent without leave. I have reasons for not being here the last few shows. But you know what? As B-Phil says, we're going to finish the story right huh. here on this very program. Um lots to catch up on, lots to get into. Hashtag we want corey is now trending viral. Number one on Twitter, X, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, uh, threads, whatever you're on. I'm not on social media, I don't think as much, which is probably a good thing. I'm on it, obviously, from work. And Darren, rule number one don't get worked into a shoot either. Am I working or am I shooting? <laughs> I don't know. Um, senior bowl. I know Chris obviously. Took you all through the proceedings of the senior bowl, um, throughout the end of the week last week and and maybe some of yesterday as the game was played on Saturday. I
1: didn't actually talk about the game at all, it was Uh, not
0: much of a game, that's why.
1: Well, Uh, I, I I mean, the game, I mean, I, 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 you know, on I think it was on Friday, I explained to them like Corey's leaving early now because that's how much the game matters. mm -hmm. (laughs) It just, I mean, it really does not matter, it really. The whole point of media being there really is to to interact with the players and you really don't get to do that for the game. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So
0: no, I mean, and even so some of the players that were there early in the week were practicing Tuesday, Wednesday left. Like if you wanted to see Jackson Powers Johnson, who was a star for me on Tuesday no. and Wednesday, if you wanted to see him play in the game, you were SOL because he left Thursday. He didn't practice Thursday. He left. He was yeah. there for media day Wednesday and got out of town. And and other players did it, too. Uh, Quinion Mitchell, the corner from Toledo, who I'm high on. He left as he, well, he practiced Thursday, but I don't think he played in the game. Um, so yes. there were several players that really did well early in the week. It said, all right, I did enough. Goodbye. See ya." And yeah. that's kind of what I did as well, to be honest with you.
1: Well, it's, I mean, it's, it makes a lot of sense because why play that game whenever you run the risk of getting injured in a in a, you know, an actual football game? And, you know, not just hurt your draft stock, but kill your draft stock. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's very little benefit to playing in that game. Because, like I said, when, 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 by the time teams get to the senior bowl and the combine, they've already done all their homework. At this point, you know, the senior bowl is, is more of the, I, I use the metaphor, it's the speed dating round where every player gets to talk to every team, which means, you talk to a player for about 20 seconds <laughs> Yep, yep. and then the combine is more where they can wind them and dine them a little bit. You can have formal meetings with players and stuff like that. And then that gets even more intimate. Whenever you get to pro days, you can take them out to dinner and stuff like that. You can have dinners at the combine too, but you yep. have more opportunities for those more intimate meetings with players and during pro days and stuff like that. So the senior bowl is like the, is the appetizer uh, to the, right. to the draft um to the draft course nice the main course
0: that the main course that is the the combine (laughs) the combine um i i think a i think it was uh powers johnson that actually used that phrase to me was speed dating was almost like speed dating where you just got to meet with a bunch of different teams um just got to talk to a bunch of different teams rico coming in with a 20 contribution thank you very much uh says love solo chris but corey and chris together is pure magic so guys Don't see as many holes as last offseason. Do you foresee any problems to fill needs between free agents in the draft? I don't know if it's uh, necessarily the same amount of holes. I think they're different holes, what we're seeing right now. But here's Mm -hmm. what I think is a, a reassuring thing to an extent. I think this offseason, the Steelers are going into it with clearly defined needs. There's clearly defined needs on this roster. There isn't a gray area Within, I mean, there always is to some extent, to some depth, maybe. Mm -hmm. But as far as starting capable players, I think you, me, Chris, whoever is sitting here listening to this, can pretty much workshop and, and brainstorm on, okay, the Steelers definitively need this position, that position, another position. Whereas in some years, of course, when they were contending, contending teams just use the draft to fill. And yeah, they get pieces to build for the future. But those teams really just find players to fill in the the gaps that they need, which is why Kansas City won a Super Bowl and then drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who barely plays for him now. That's a perfect example of that. When you're the Steelers and you have clearly defined needs, and it's not like they're the Panthers where they need everything. They need things, but they don't need to retool the whole roster. They don't need to break everything down. And Jordan says it here, center and I would just say tackle, forget right tackle tackle. or left tackle, offensive tackle. They need a center and an offensive tackle. Those are two very clearly defined needs. Now, whether they approach those in free agency or they approach those in the draft, still to be determined. But I think, and Chris could piggyback off of this, Mm -hmm. I think that the the needs are clearly, clearly defined going into this off season.
1: Yeah, I, the the good thing is is that you know as you mentioned there isn't as many uh, there there aren't as many holes in terms of you need starter capable players. I think there are really two positions you absolutely have to get a starter capable starting capable player and that's center and cornerback. You need a center because Arthur Smith's system requires it. And and when I say a center I mean I mean, a center that is very, very athletic. If I like trip over my words or sound like crap, I just, I feel like crap today. Yeah. Um, but we get, uh,
0: uh, we get, like, get you out a little early today. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. We'll so, get you um, I'm here. I'm here. Don't yeah, worry.
1: Yeah. Center center is, um, yeah, they, they need that position. They need to upgrade their, you know, get a really athletic guy, uh, that can block in those wide zone, uh, you know, concepts, um and then cornerback they need somebody opposite Joey Porter Jr. uh they just they really do I, I don't know if that means you have to have a a big free agent splash or something like that or just get somebody who is capable of starting opposite of Joey um you just you got to get somebody and, and like then when you look at every other position would you feel good about tackle if your starting tackles are Dan Moore and Broderick Jones no you'd like to upgrade over Dan Moore is it the end of the world if you Run, go into the into the season with Dan Moore and Broderick Jones, but you also definitely addressed center. You upgraded at center. You upgraded at cornerback. You added legitimate depth to the defensive line, and you even added maybe even more depth to the inside linebacker's position. If you did all those things and you're able, and then you go into the season with Dan Moore and Broderick Jones, you feel a little bit better about it because at least you at- attacked everything else on the roster. Mm-hmm. Do I think they need upgraded tackle? Yes, I do, 100% but there are more pressing needs than tackle as we, as we sit right now.
0: Do I think they need an upgraded center? Absolutely. Do I think they need an upgrade at tackle? Yes. Do I think they need an upgrade at corner? Yes. Inside linebacker perhaps. Inside defensive line? Yes. Safety perhaps. Like I think those are the positions right there that you can look at and say, okay, if the Steelers approach one over the other in free agency and then one over the other in the draft all right, that's a plan. You have to think that Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, the powers that be have this laid out already, and they do. Like, if you watched, and and I did my best to, I don't want to say report on strictly what Mike Tomlin was doing, but in a way, I watched a lot of Mike Tomlin at the Senior Bowl to see who he was talking to and what positions he was watching. And of course, Omar Khan and Andy Weidel were on the field as well. Um, Terrell Austin was around. So like, when when the Steelers are paying attention to multiple positions, you know, that's doing due, due diligence. But I mean, Mike Tomlin was all over the offensive line. He was all over the corners and receivers. He was all over the defensive line. Like if you want a tell as to what the Steelers might do when it comes to the draft, those are the positions he looked at really hard. Now, maybe he looked at those positions and said, Okay, here's options. And then they go back to the drawing board when free agency starts and say, All right we feel strongly about these prospects as draft guys. We feel strongly about these guys as free agents and they branch off from there. Like this is the foundation of the off season that Mike Tomlin and company got to start building when the senior bowl week happened. And again, I think the needs are so clear cut and dry in this off season where, and yeah, you could look at quarterback depth as well. I'm not saying draft one first round because in my opinion, if they draft one first round, that's not where the pick should be. The, if they're going to take a quarterback, like I think they, unless something incredible happens, right? Yeah. Like if Jaden Daniels falls to 20, like then we could talk about it.
1: Or if there's some sort of like trade where you can possibly trade up and get like a uh, like and not give up m- much of anything and somehow trade up and get one of those guys. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying I uh, in terms of the draft itself, free agency is to me is where where you address needs. The yeah. draft should be about best player available in each round. Like I really, really like the Steelers need to get back to doing that Uh, this past draft. I think they had a really good balance of best player available versus like need. Um, They weren't reaching, you know, for Broderick Jones at 14, you know, just, you know, yes, he was a tackle. So that addressed the need. But when you looked at everybody else who was on the board, he was up there. You know, Joey Porter Jr. was almost a slam dunk at 32 because everybody thought he was a first round cornerback. Um, you know, you had certain guys that, you know, fit, you know, where the, where the need was, but they were also one of the best players available. Um, and so I think that's what the Steelers need to, need to go to. And so if quarterback happens to play out just based off of sheer happenstance in the first round, why not? It's the most important position on the field.
0: Yeah. Uh, Darren asked, uh, he says Ramon is big on Charles Turner from LSU, comparisons pounce your thoughts i thought turner looked good in the senior bowl as well like if they don't go with in my opinion if they don't go with either powers johnson or frazier out of out of west virginia i think turner could be a legit option perhaps day two day three it just depends on how that draft falls it's a really deep offensive line class and on, on honestly it's really deep for centers as well mm-hmm. when it comes to that position specifically
1: deep, um, uh, a deep uh, free agency class too for centers Yeah, as well. So uh, the Steelers will have their opportunities to upgrade at center, both in free agency and the draft. And I think Jerry says wide receiver. I think
0: wide receiver is more likely to be addressed in the draft than it Mm -hmm. is in free agency. Um, Just because of the the amount of money, do they want to allocate that amount of money? Think of it this way. They signed Allen Robinson for $10 million last year and he didn't do much this year. Do you really want to let that situation happen again? And now Robinson is going to become an easy cap casualty. Like, do they want to go down that route again and try to sign a free agent wide receiver when they could draft somebody at not just a cheaper rate, but also somebody they could keep around for quite a while? Um, we know the track record the Steelers have in recent memory of drafted wide receivers. They mm-hmm. do pretty well with them um, for a specific amount of time. It's fine on day two. Yeah. yeah, especially on day two. They do a good job of finding these under the radar guys. Um, now, Calvin Austin is is kind of what he is at this point. Um, speedster, punt returner, not really going to be anything more than a go go get it receiver. So do you try to find a more complete guy on day two when it comes to second and third rounds? Do you find a more complete receiver? And one of these guys that stuck out to me, there was Lad McConkie of Georgia who could have played his weight in the first round, but Tomlin really had his eyes on Roman Wilson out of Michigan. Um, and, and he was One of the guys, if you read my story, it was last Wednesday I published it. Tomlin put together Roman Wilson and then Toledo's Quinion Mitchell, the the receiver-cornerback matchup. He made that work. He made that happen. And Tomlin was on top of that play the entire time when those two went head-to-head. And Roman Wilson out of Michigan is a guy that really stood out at the senior bowl. There's obviously underclassmen options that we'll get to know once the combine happens. Mm -hmm. But I think that wide receiver is going to be on the board at some point, whether that's day two or day three. Still to be seen. I think that could be a day two option, though.
1: Yeah. Rico coming in with another contribution, ten dollars. Thank you, uh, Rico. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, he asks, uh, do you think something like two years, three million, uh, two guaranteed would be enough to keep Mason? Uh, that would be Mason Rudolph. Um, also, feel great things about uh, about great about things overall with Con and Weidel. Um, I think you're going to have to talk, up up the money when it comes to Mason Rudolph uh 3 million dollars for a quarterback um even if that's per year that's uh, <laughs> that's that's nothing um yeah. anybody in anybody in the NFL would pay that kind of money to have Mason Rudolph as their backup quarterback anybody um
0: it's going to take a little more than that i think yeah
1: now when you're talking about 2 years or 3 years then yeah I mean, it's going to probably take a 2 or 3 year contract but you're probably looking more uh, Cody kind of puts it here more in the 10 million If I had to guess more in the 10 million AAV range, kind of probably a similar contract to what Mitch Trubisky got whenever they extended him. Yeah, Um, you know, probably more a little bit more on the expensive side for a guy who could potentially be a backup or also compete for a starting job, which is exactly what they would be bringing Mason in to do. They would bring Mason back if should he be willing to come back if they were to sign him. He would be coming back to compete with Kenny Pickett in training camp for the starting job, and then he would be at at minimum uh, a number two. He'd be the backup at no, at minimum.
0: And keep so. in mind, and keep in mind, Arthur Smith has a say in this. Arthur Smith has a say on whether he wants Mason Rudolph in to compete with Kenny Pickett. He has some say in it. I'm not saying he's the end all be all with it. But the no, offensive is coordinator,
1: Tom and Art Rooney, they, they are the decision makers. Yeah.
0: Correct. But the offensive coordinator is going to have some kind of input as to who, who's on his roster. Mm-hmm. And if the Steelers get some intel that they can get Ryan Tannehill, who was a pro bowler under Smith for a same or similar rate, why not explore that option? Um, it's just diligence at that point.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think that's something I, I do think. And Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney II have been very, very open about this. I think Plan A for when it comes to quarterback is Terese on Mason Rudolph. If that does not work out, I do think it would not surprise me if Ryan Tannehill was one of their first options to sign. Um, you could probably sign him for pretty cheap because of his age uh, and the fact that he's now probably more likely to be a backup. Rather than a starter, but I still think that Ryan Tannehill could come in and compete with Kenny Pickett in training camp and possibly give him a run for his money in terms of that starting position, starting job. And the main reason is because Ryan, like as you mentioned, Ryan Tannehill's played in the system before, he's played under Arthur Smith before and had his two best seasons by far his two best seasons uh, under Arthur Smith. Uh, So, and, and what will be a pretty similar distribution of skills like biggest strength on offense is at running back right dynamic playmaker at receiver you know um very you know talented tight end you know once they beef up the offensive line you know and and they are you know especially if they were to upgrade at center offensive line would be solid you know pretty similar situation that the titans had in 19 and 20 so, uh, yeah, that would not shock me if, if things fall through with Mason Rudolph that Ryan Tannehill becomes plant B.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
1: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line
0: yeah um hasha's no Corey. bad Corey. look if they sign ryan Tannehill, he's not going to start week one ryan Tannehill would be a backup literal backup option to be the backup um the mason rudolph is going to be the clear priority for this front office and this offseason when it comes to that position if it doesn't work out then you have to have a plan b and if and if Ryan Tannehill is as good as it gets when it comes to plan B and he's cost efficient. Keep Mm -hmm. in mind, like it sounds good in theory that the Steelers could go trade for Justin Fields or sign Kirk cousins or do something really flashy with the position, but there's a book, there's a checkbook to keep and there's roster to reconstruct and there's money to move around. If they go sign one of the big free agents, they're going to have to move some money around. Now, one of these veterans as a cheaper option or somebody in the draft for my money at the senior bowl, Spencer Rattler, Ryan and uh, Michael Pratt were the two standouts for me. Mm-hmm. Rattler, the quarterback out of South Carolina, and Pratt, the, quarter, uh, the quarterback out of Tulane. Those two were the best quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the class of Bo Nix and Michael Penix and Sam Hartman and really good quarterbacks down in Mobile. Rattler and Pratt, to me, were the two best there. And those two guys, I think, are day three picks. So, dude, this I, in my opinion, what the roster is going to be next year, and this is just sitting here in, in the beginning of February projecting, I think it's going to be Kenny when it comes to the quarterback position, I think it's going to be Kenny, one of Rudolph or Tannehill, and one of those rookies. I think that's the most logical step for the Steelers to go because, number one, they won't be committing a ton of money. They'll be committing, in fact, less money, I believe, to the position in a general sense. Number two, they're going to have their competition that they want when it comes to Kenny versus Mason or whoever else it is. Number three... As I mentioned it here, and Chris kind of brings it up here in the comments, we're not going to mortgage the franchise for Justin Fields. No, no, they're not going to move that kind of money around. They they have told us in the past because they have done this. They're going to pay their defense top dollar. They're going to pay top dollar to have those guys. They're going to pay front uh, up front for some of those really good pieces on offense like Deontay Johnson. They're going to ex- they're going to give Najee that fifth year option. Jalen Warren has to have an extension worked out for him. It, this is about the money. This is about keeping a checkbook. This isn't about fantasy football and trades on Madden. This is different. You have to keep in mind that the Rooney's and Omar Khan and Andy White will have to follow models. They have to follow systems. They have to follow the NFL's rules, literally, of money they can move. If they sign one of these big name quarterbacks to compete, just to compete with Kenny Pickett, number one, they have to be damn sure that they can move the money to do it. Number two, they have to make sure that he is as good, if not better, than Kenny Pickett. And I'm sorry, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Justin Fields is better than Kenny Pickett by a big margin. You want one of those moves to be big margin move. Justin Fields is not headed head and shoulders above Kenny Pickett.
1: Kurt no, Cousins but I is think that I think shoulders
0: above Kenny Pickett.
1: Well, but I highly disagree with your second one.
0: Highly head and shoulders? disagree. Yes. I think he's better, not thousand
1: percent head and shoulders better.
0: Okay. That's that's fine. That's Kirk fine.
1: Cousins could be better with one knee than Kenny Pickett. Okay, I, I just I like like at, I don't even care about the age or anything like that. Kirk Cousins has been an efficient and productive passer in the NFL for years now. I I, I, I don't think people really understand how good Kirk Cousins actually is. That's fair. I get that he is tier two when it comes to like okay, here are your top guys: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, like all those guys, like those five six guys. Kirk Cousins is in that second tier below. Good enough quarterback to be on a Super Bowl winning team, but not carry a team to the Super Bowl. That's what I. Th- Kenny Pickett is nowhere near that right now. Yes. Do I think Kenny Pickett is capable of getting there? Does he have the tools to get there? One hundred percent, I think he has those tools. Mm-hmm. But is he there yet? No, he has not proven that, and he's had two seasons to do it. Um, Sticky B asked a really good question here. If they really want Mason, why are they not giving him an offer before he hits free agency? Well, they can, but remember free agency doesn't start for like almost another, like a little more than a month. You got to go and discipline? They, they, um, what's that? You got to go discipline over there? No, I was looking at the calendar. Oh. I've So my my kids, no, so my kids like have this little area here. i actually show, I don't care. Oh, okay. I got like a little calendar over there. Oh, okay. For my kids to, you know, so that they can like update the the nice days Nice little to. office space there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so, yeah. So a little bit more than a month. Yeah. When it when it comes to like almost free agency, right now they are still for, sorting out the 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 coaching staff. They got to get that sorted out. They know we know Pat Myers coming back. We know Jackson Jackson's not coming back. Uh, they got to get all that stuff sorted out. They got to get their ducks in a row before they can really start addressing mm-hmm. uh, players. But they will approach Mason Rudolph before free agency. Um, nobody else can talk to him right now, anyway. The only the Steelers can talk to him. So there's really no hurry in terms of, okay, we got to get Mason under under contract now. Like they got to get everything sorted so that they can't put all their eggs in the Mason Rudolph basket. No, they want to, they want Mason Rudolph back, but they can't do that.
0: Well, there's this to consider too, as Mike points out, Mason is waiting to see his market as well as the organization. Uh, Mason Rudolph has due diligence to do as well. Even if he wants to come back to Pittsburgh, there's still free agency is free agency there could be a team that really loves Mason Rudolph, really loves what he did in that finite amount of time for Pittsburgh last season. And and knowing that he's a veteran guy and he comes from that really good 2018 quarterback class and knowing that he's still, what, 28 years old and has room to improve, they can look at his body of work, another team could, and they could just simply throw more money at him than Pittsburgh would. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's – Likely going to happen. I think what this is going to come down to is Mason Rudolph's desire to be here, and I feel like the gauge that I have is that he wants to be back. So if he has a chance to compete, a legitimate chance, a legitimate chance to compete to be the Steelers' starting quarterback next year, and he's being sold that, and he believes it, and his agent reads into it, and they believe it, and he resigns here. All right, here we go. But then if not, then they have to allocate that somewhere else and 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 have a plan B. So look. I think the money has to be right. The situation has to be right for Mason. He has to have a good feel that the Steelers are being genuine when it comes to um, offering him a chance to compete for the job. And look, if he stays here, I think he has a good chance. Maybe not a good chance. I think he has a a chance. Let me rephrase that. He has a chance to win the starting job. He'll have a chance, Mm -hmm. but it just matters of whether they want to pay to keep him. Is it going to take eight, 10, 12, What's it going to take? And the Rudolph camp is, is by the way doing their homework. They have an idea of what the market's going to be. They have an idea of what Mason should get. They will
1: once the legal legal tampering period begins. Correct. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, like um, hold on a second. There was a comment here I wanted to wanted to bring up here. And he's what Um, three years
0: older than Kenny, twenty five to twenty eight.
1: I think he's 28. If I'm not, if I'm mistaken, I don't have that. I don't have that right. But but let's see that. And that's and that's why I think like if you talk about like you know we brought up Ryan Tannehill, you talk about Mason Rudolph versus Ryan Tannehill. Mason Rudolph is the more attractive quarterback to me anyway. Even though Tannehill obviously has the track record, and he and he also has the track record of playing very very well under Arthur Smith. I think it'll be his age 36 season. I think coming up either 36 or 37. He's he's up there in age. And uh, I'm just not ready to to throw the kind of money that it would take to get you know Ryan Tannehill here, even as a a backup or a fringe starter. I would rather just stick with Mason Rudolph because he's at least got continuity with the rest of the offensive players. Sure. Um, and so I I would rather have Mason Rudolph over Ryan Tannehill right now. Um, based off of money, if money were no object object, I'd be wanting Kirk Cousins all day, but. Money is obviously an you know an object here. The salary cap is an object, and you've got to you know, for what is rumored to be out there of what Kirk Cousins wants for money, absolutely not. The Steelers don't need to be doing that right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, um, hold on a second. There's something here. Uh, Jared brought up something here too, and then this is something that. I think was misconstrued and the context here is big. Jared said, just got here. So sorry if I already mentioned, but Arthur Smith's response during his interview with Missy Matthews said a lot. This team is going to put its eggs in the Kenny basket. No matter what I actually disagree uh, to that uh, with that to a point. Listen, he's not going to talk about Mason Rudolph right now. Arthur Smith is not going to talk about Mason Rudolph. Nobody who was employed um, by the Steelers other than Mike Tomlin or Art Rooney the second are going to say anything about Mason Rudolph because the only three people that might say anything about Mason Rudolph are the three people who actually help make decisions. Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney, the second, no Mark that's mm-hmm. it. Nobody else is going to talk about Mason Rudolph because he's not a, a, a he's not contract contractually obligated to the Steelers right now. He's a free, he will be a, a, an unrestricted free agent. So Arthur Smith's not going to talk about that because Mason Rudolph might not be here. So right. why talk about Rudolph if that's, if that's not even a, a, a guaranteed possibility. Um, they're talking about Kenny right now because of the quarterbacks who are on the roster right now. Kenny is the clear starter. Correct. Yeah, okay, Kenny is the clear starter over Mitch Trubisky. Those are the only two quarterbacks on the roster.
0: And keep so, in mind too, keep in mind too, that was done with a team website, the team's website. So, yeah. if you want to use the parallel of like team-controlled media and team-controlled environment, that's where that interview was done. Arthur Smith didn't do that interview with with me or Chris or DK or any other outlet in Pittsburgh. That was Mm -hmm. done in the team's building with the team reporter, team microphones, team cameras, everything. It went on Steelers.com and Steelers social media. So, no, he's not going to talk about Mason Rudolph at all because, Mm -hmm. like you said, he's not a Steeler. Mason Rudolph right now, as of this moment, is not a Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. He's a free agent 2B quarterback. He's in limbo in that limbo period right now. Um, good stuff today, Chris. Uh, I think it's apropos. We close out a little bit early today since you're not feeling
1: well. Um, drinking out of drinking out of, uh, my 10th anniversary mug after 10 years, you're still the best husband. Keep that shit up.
0: (laughs) The sensor doesn't pick that one up. Uh, make sure the thumbnail doesn't have that in there. Um, I'm going to make sure the thumbnail doesn't have that in there. It's definitely Um,
1: one of my favorite presents, though. My goodness.
0: Join us again tomorrow. Um, in case. Uh, it hasn't been set on here yet, making plans to go to the NFL Combine. So uh, I will be in Indianapolis for that event at the end of the month. Getting ready for that. Uh, thank you for the welcome back, everybody. It's been a, it's been a few days. Flew back Friday, had a family situation yesterday, uh, just, just had to take the day away from the show, but back today. Uh, more to come, DKPittsburghSports.com. Make sure you stay tuned to that feed. Uh, this is the time of the year where really we're just kind of Putting stuff in that feed for you to read, for you to stay in tune with, and for you to observe. Um, there's going to be more coming, obviously. But
1: yeah, that's going to uh, be I've your main a,
0: source right now.
1: I've got a chalk talk coming uh, this week. It's going to be on uh, uh, looking back at the Steelers rookie class, uh, how they performed. A little bit of a, a little bit of a deeper dive. And since I've got a, I'm only going to dive into the players who actually played. So five of them, uh, but. I can't do a thousand words on each player. (laughs) No. So um, won't be as probably as intricate or as detailed as like the Arthur Smith stuff, but uh, still be a little bit of a closer look on why this rookie class was so promising. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, we're getting ready for the combine. It's going to be all draft stuff. I'm going to be looking at certain prospects, certain positions, uh, certain things that the the Steelers can uh, can target um going in and obviously once we go into the combine that is just another layer into the whole draft process uh which by the way indy's uh i've said it before but indy's a, a boatload of fun you're gonna have a you're gonna have a oh, blast yeah. the combine stay
0: with my uncle too out there which would be nice uh my uncle's open up his spare room for for his nephew so i'm looking nice. forward to that it'll be a fun trip um dk ramone coming up in about 30 minutes right here where you found this on dk pittsburgh sports on youtube remember we're available on podcast form Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get those. Please remember to download, like, share, subscribe, give us a star rating. Hope you liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we can keep this going for you. So
1: hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hodge says the combine is too far away. Okay. Let me look. Let me look at my calendar here.
0: Yeah. Go go to your wall over there. It's okay. Not, it's so not today, today's away.
1: February 6th. Okay. Correct. Correct. Super Bowl Sunday. Correct. The combine, literally, the first day of the combine is. Three weeks from today, I thought it was February twenty nine. No, 27. It's a Tuesday. That's the first day. I thought it was 29. 100. Oh, you go there, you'll go there Monday. The first day, uh, actually, I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Omar Khan will talk on that Tuesday or Wednesday. If I'm not mistaken,
0: let me double check that. I thought it was the 29th let's see for sure
1: now now oh, it the, is the twenty you're right The 29th might be the first day of player workouts right but there's a couple of things that happened the 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 two days before uh omar khan will be talking um omar khan will be talking either that tuesday or wednesday for yeah. sure because that's like the one time he like does like a like it's it, that that's like the, the Omar con like you have Mike Tomlin's end of season presser and then Art Rooney's got his thing and then Omar speaks at the combine and then Mike Tomlin will speak again at the owners meetings and that's like the the, the things. So the the draft. Yes, the draft is too far away. April. Yeah. yeah, the draft. Yeah, is drills still... drills
0: begin the 29th. That's my bad. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. my bad.
0: I yeah, thought that's... it was the uh, 20. My bad.
1: Yeah. So you go. no, but yeah, I mean, still but three weeks from today. There will be content coming from Lucas Oil Field, or at least the Indiana Convention Center. Right. It's gonna be a fun one. We're looking That's forward to that. Get ready to walk. We're looking forward <laughs> to that. Yeah, oh, I can't tell you the amount of time my watch was asking. What? Who the hell stole the watch? <laughs> and it's like because Chris does not walk this much, and like yeah, I I I I uh, wrecked up a lot of miles during combine. We're
0: looking forward to that. All right. We'll get out of here. DK and Ramon in 30 minutes. He's Chris. I'm Corey. We're looking forward to the Combine for sure. Have a good day, everybody. Talk to you soon.